Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and I want to welcome you to the Game Changers podcast hosted by Michelle Dutrell. I personally cannot speak more highly of the value of mentorship, and this podcast will bring you some of the best. If you want some inspiration back with strategy of how to make your vision a reality, stay tuned and prepare to ignite. Welcome, everybody, to the 100th episode of the Game Changer podcast. I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am for today's show. If you caught episode 99, you know that my prior episode 100 completely fell apart in horrible ways, which just means that I was meant to do something else entirely. And so here we are. What makes this episode even more exciting than just the fact that it's my 100th is that I am being interviewed by a very dear friend of mine who, let me tell you, I think she's getting ready to um, start a podcast of her own. I don't know what she's, maybe live television. There's a lot of things she's entertaining right now. So you're going to get to hear what it is to truly be a professional. You know, I'm still over here with Amateur Hour. But that said, Sonia Hatter is getting ready to jump on with us here in a second. Now, here's why you may know that name. My very first episode ever was with her husband, Cole Hatter. Ironically, he is also going to be my very next Monday's episode as well. So she's kind of like in a coal sandwich right now, which is probably a little bit weird and maybe exciting. I don't know. I've also interviewed Cole's mother, Marta Hatter, on relationships. So that's also very cool. Um, You maybe heard on, oh, you will hear actually next week where I rattle through all the people that I'm affiliated with with Cole, but Cole's assistant price. So it was only fitting, obviously, that uh, Sonia had to get involved in this somehow. And why not bring in the professional of all professionals to the episode that means the most to me? So with that, my dear... Uh, please say hello to everybody. <laughs> it's your turn now. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that kind of intro, <laughs> except the fact that I'm sweating even more now and more nervous. So thank you, Michelle. <laughs> okay. So maybe that was a little bit of a fib. Uh, in fact, I did a lot of coercing. I'm sure I'm going to have a lot to pay a lot. for yes. this because this is uh, maybe considered slightly out of her comfort zone which if you know me at all, then you know that the second I hear that, then this is an automatic, then this is what we're doing. This is game on. It is game on and it's fun. And you're going to get to hear what it sounds like to get out of your comfort zone and have fun at the same time. And like I said, she's probably going to have her own podcast now next week, and then I'm (laughs) going to have to get in line. So I'm all ready for that. So before we get started, I have a bottle of champagne because I'm celebrating the 100th episode. So here we go. Get ready for it. Oh, man. Woo-woo. Oh. <laughs> where did the cork go? <laughs> it flew off the ceiling fan. I thought it was going to ricochet back onto my head. Uh, all right. So, everybody, while I am pouring, um, Sonia, if you would like, why don't you, whatever overview you want to do, I don't know, this is your show. I'm just here to answer your questions, quite frankly. But if you want to give any background at all as to uh, any of our time together or anything else, you know, the floor is yours. And then we'll, I suppose, take off. I'm just going to sit here and drink. <laughs> well, I'd like to do the same. So who's going to do the interview then? <laughs> I have a question though, actually. Yes. So I'm thinking this interview has nothing to do about you and it's not your hundredth episode. This is you trying to teach everyone some kind of crazy message. This is just like how to get out of your comfort zone. This is what it's going to be titled. It's not going to say 100th episode, and it's going to say, I tricked Sonia into this, and 
I won and blah, 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 right? Well, what's funny is I don't even have a podcast. There's the irony (laughs) is that I don't. I don't even have a podcast and we're not even recording, but it's fun for me to just watch you via Skype and see how nervous you can get. Yeah, this is not even real. So that's also what's good. (laughs) You don't have a thing to worry about. We are good. We're so good. Oh my gosh. Who would have thought the day that I met you, we'd be doing this? Well, I guess maybe since you came to my, I met you and then we went straight to the gyno or not the gyno, the OBGYN. Yes, that's where we met when you were uh, on the brink of having a baby. Yes. Yes, that is how we met. my ultrasound. That's the best way to meet somebody, right? It's not. A lot of people do it in the fruit aisle at a grocery store. I hang out in different places. You know what I'm saying? But people are a little vulnerable, a little nervous. And see, I'm just keeping it going. A little vulnerable, a little nervous. It's just uh, apparently my affinity for you. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Well, let's, let's take it back then and let's talk about... So actually, the very, very first time I met you was at Thrive last year. Correct, which is why I met and interviewed your, uh, here's a little bit of a backstory. I, I think I may have talked about this on the first episode. I don't know. But here, you know what? As I think about it, never connected these dots. This is called getting even. Uh, although it's just to your family, uh, you know, you just are getting sucked into this. But I interviewed Cole Hatter and we talked about Thrive and the whole conference that had a date sometime in October. I interviewed him in the beginning, uh, the very beginning of October, maybe it was the end of September is when we actually did the recording. And what I knew was the event was coming up in two weeks. And if I didn't air it, I would be talking about an event in December that happened in October. That really would be quite foolish. I'm not beyond that. Let's understand that. (laughs) But that really, you know, that doesn't make for a a very, very good listening experience. So I had delayed this podcast literally for probably six months. And so when I interviewed him and we kept talking about the date of this conference, it forced me to get out of my comfort zone and launch this podcast, which I absolutely did not want to do. And I wasn't ready and it wasn't good enough. And the list goes on. So by my interviewing him, it forced this to even happen when it did. Or I can assure you, it it maybe never would have. That is the truth. So see, like I said, I'm just paying it forward. So there you go. That's so cute. It is so cute. And so here we are. (laughs) He'll be next Monday and a year later, we are talking all about Thrive 16 this time instead of Thrive 15. So yes, that is how I know your family and the majority of your friends and you don't realize, but spend a lot of time living in your basement. You just haven't caught me. So (laughs) well, then that's good because that means I'm not drinking alone when I think I'm up here. Oh, no. I'm sure you're down here drinking too. Oh, no. It's it's, the cool thing is that you don't miss uh, half of your liquor that's gone. So (laughs) that tells me you must drink so much that you don't realize half of it's always missing. So you've heard my household. You know why I have to? Yeah. No, trust me. It's forced my drinking too. Those kids screaming is more than I can bear. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Let's 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 bring it back since you and I always have these tangents and we never get anything done. about or no, done. No, that's exactly right. Okay. So, 100th so, episode. Sonia, what do you have on the plate for me today? Um, My... I just was blown away that I met you at Thrive. You came here to meet Cole. And what was it that week you decided to move, leave everything at home and just move here, not knowing anybody, not like you just used our realtor and found a place and boom, now you live here. And I came to your house and done friends. And there it is. Yeah. And I've taken over all of your friends and, um, (laughs) 
I drive your car when you're not looking, <laughs> all of it from the basement. So here's, here is the thing. And, and honestly, this is not scripted. So I didn't know that she was going to ask this, but it's a beautiful segue into the book that I have referenced every now and again. And the reason that you did come over last time for this book party on discussing this book that I'm working on, on, on making uh, the best decisions more often for yourself and for your life. And so for me, for anyone that knows me, taking massive action is probably the thing that I push people on the hardest, is Mm -hmm. if you're talking about something, do it, whatever it is. Even for people that say, you know, I'm thinking about doing a three-day cleanse. Okay, well, how about you just don't think about it and start right now? So from this point forward, don't eat for the next three days. Let's go on the clock. It's just done. Well, I realized in thinking this through that before you can take massive action, it would be probably one step smarter to take massive action on a smart decision than just randomly taking action on all kinds of things you haven't thought through. Then we're taking massive action on a bunch of bad decisions, which, you know, then I'm sure at some level I would be liable for, which is not a good thing by any stretch. So the backup and the reason for the book is if you had some tools and a, and a plan for really being able to hone in your decision-making skills, then you would be a lot more likely to take massive action once you knew, hey, this is the right thing to do and I'm going to go do it. So yes, that is my MO. I have, I have my whole life taken massive action on whatever it is. Once there's a thought of this is what I'm going to do, it's done. Uh, no, I believe that completely. I mean, that's all you've done since I've met you. And one thing that pops in my head when you talk about that is the one thing that I took away being your friend that now I try to do every single day is that you told me when I was with you and I was freaking out about the kids and I just couldn't sit at your table and just listen to everything was you said, wherever you are, be present. And now I, I love that motto. I try to do that with my kids, focus on just them, focus on just Cole, focusing on just this podcast. Like that was tremendous, just incredible advice that you gave me that has changed the way that I live every day. Well, thank you. And you know, the reason for that is I have spent a lot of time in private practice listening to people in their life of regret. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have been more whatever. And all of that stems from wherever we are, we're either looking back, God, you know, I'm sitting here with you and I'm thinking, oh man, I can't believe that yesterday I didn't get this done or I didn't do that. And I'm not here with you, or I'm worried about whatever is going to happen tonight or tomorrow. And, and so then when tomorrow comes, because I've thought about tomorrow, so now tomorrow comes, Tomorrow, I'm going to reflect back today going, man, I was on that podcast and uh, I wasn't, was I even present? Was I even paying attention? So we're never, ever really where we are, whether we're looking back or looking forward. And it just doesn't make any sense. And so my advice on living a life without regret, the number one thing to um, remedy that and, and get as close to a life of no regret is truly being very present wherever you are. And I'm annoying with this. I mean, over the top <laughs> annoying with it. So if I'm talking to somebody and I hear typing on a keyboard in the background, 100 times out of 100, I will say, hey, I can tell you're busy. No big deal. Call me back when you actually have time. Because I'm not playing that game, right? Yeah. And it's and it's not serving me and it's not serving you because whatever email or whatever you're doing, they're not getting your attention either because you're half listening to me. And they also deserve you to be fully present. So I'm actually trying to do them a favor by saying, hey, go do that. And then when you can actually be with me, be with me. So yes, I make it incredibly annoying as well. Yeah. But but that's something else that you taught me is that you need to be honest with people. But, and you, you would always tell me, you're like, 
I am, I'm not nice. I'm like, what do you mean you're not nice? You're super nice. I'm not friends with mean people. And you're like, no, I, I'm, I'm kind. And, and, and it's so true because with me, whenever people are telling me something, I don't necessarily want to tell them what, what's true. Cause I don't want to hurt them. And I don't want to have a confrontation. And it's like, I think everybody needs a Michelle in their life just to keep them grounded to be like, okay, you want this to happen? Well, get off your butt and go do it. Or you feel this way? Well, that's kind of because you put yourself in that spot and get yourself out of it. Let's, what are the steps we need? Like you're never mean. You're trying to, you just, you don't enable them to continue on that path. And I love that. And well, yeah, I've, seen I appreciate you, it. I've seen you save so many people Well, because of who you are, not only of, I mean, your past, every time I talk to you, you've done something new. You're, it's incredible. It's like you've had 10 different lives. I know. I should be a Siamese cat. And, and that, that also, you know, uh, bothers some people. My, my mother, for the longest time, it used to drive uh, her crazy. You know, she worked for the same company for 35 years. And so for her, every two years, it being something different, which nothing was related to the next thing, really used to make her crazy until finally, you know, she realized, um, well, I guess this really isn't going to change. She's, you know, now 50 and it's the same. So I may as well get over it. But let's go back to this nice versus kind thing. And this is a thing that I think gets missed on a lot of people that is a really critical point in understanding the difference between nice and being kind. I think that if you really break it down, if somebody says something nice to somebody, like, um, okay, let's take my example of the podcast. For a very long time, I drug my feet. I, I just didn't think it was good enough. I wasn't ready. I didn't know what I was doing. There, I had a million different stories around that. All of my friends and everybody around me were very happy to say, well, gosh, no kidding, podcasting, that's got to be huge. You know, no big deal. Take your time. Of course, it's got to be a woman. I don't know anything about that. Who could know anything about that? I don't even know about the software. Okay, so that, that enabled me to stay where I was, right? But here's also what that's doing. If somebody's listening to that going, for crying out loud, she's got a technology background, She's all about taking action. So what is going on right here? The reason somebody wouldn't be honest with me, the only truth to that is, wow, Michelle is so weak, like she's so feeble-minded and is so has uh, no strong constitution. If I were to actually say, here's the deal, you do know enough and you need to take your own advice and just get off your butt and get your podcast going, wow, she's so mentally weak, that'll probably break her she'll probably fall apart. If I say that, she'll probably have a mental breakdown that right. I'm going to have to visit her in a mental ward and I'm going to be the cause of that. So mm -hmm. if you really think about not being honest with somebody, and I am not talking about in a cruel way, I'm saying in a way that is meant to help somebody to become their greatest, highest good. The reason that we don't, if you really were to ask yourself is, what do you, why do you think so little of the person that they can't withstand hearing the truth that will actually serve them. And so my thing is, I don't play that game because I actually think a lot higher of people. I think they're stronger than what they may realize in the moment. And they're more capable than what they may realize in the moment. And so these conversations prove that is, hey, here's the deal. Until you can believe in you, I believe enough in you until you can. And that's why I'm saying what I'm saying, because we need to get this going, because I know you have this. And if I said anything different, then there must be some part of me that actually doesn't believe in them. So I'm going to try to keep them playing small because quite frankly, I don't know if they do have it. And you know, you know me, that's just mm -hmm. not how I roll. 
Totally. Well, that, that was a big question that I wanted to ask you. Why do you like to help people? Because it is time consuming to try to explain all this to somebody or try to get them out of their comfort zone as I am doing right now. And I am still freaking out. And, but this is helping me grow. And I know that you did this on purpose and everything you do is on purpose to help somebody. And that's exhausting. And I just wonder, I've just seen things that you've done that takes so much time to help one person, whether you're close to them or not. And I just don't understand why you do it. And I think it's an amazing quality. And I, I, like I've told you, I feel like it's in your DNA to help people in this way, because many people can't help someone like that realize how wonderful and what they can accomplish. And I, I just, I love it. Well, first, if you're all thinking, how much am I paying her to say this? It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just gave her my credit card, you know, so there's that. So thank you. I've had a lot of margaritas (laughs) during this celebration. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And a case is on its way. So first of all, thank you. I appreciate those kind words immensely. It really does mean a great deal to me. But what you're asking is one of my favorite um, questions uh, because it's about me. No, 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 I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) No, it's one of my favorite questions because it's about life purpose. Do we have a destiny? Do we have a dharma? Does every single person have a one thing that they're called for? And again, back when I was in private practice and seeing people one-on-one, I met with a lot of people who would say, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what that calling is. And that's not true. What we have to do is go back and remember. It's not that you don't know. It's that you've distanced yourself so far from it by society or family or friends or the media or whatever it may be that there's some kind of distance that you've forgotten your true nature and forgotten who you are. So if I go back, way back, and we talk about who you were as a kid, I can promise you that the way you showed up back in the day is your true nature before it got buried and it is who you are. So there is one story that I know I told on one podcast, but it was a long time ago, and I I have no idea what podcast it was. But since then, somebody else asked me about this, and they said, hey, is this story out there? Does anybody know this? And I thought, well, it's not a story I've ever told on my podcast, so I'm not really sure. So now that you're asking, I'm going to tell it. So when it comes to DNA and why are we who we are? So I was probably four years old, and we were it was a, a swimming lessons. So, you know, you've got, uh, you've got small children. You can do the math here on what this looks like. And so here is 10 kids all lined up in the little end of the pool with their feet hanging over the edge, you know, barely touching the water. And the instructor is standing out, I don't know, maybe 10 feet. And uh, this was lesson one of swimming lesson day. And lesson one was how to swim underwater. Not, not even just how to get your face wet. It was, oh we're, we're going for it. So clearly yeah. this is a woman who's after my heart, right? We're, we're going to go, go, <laughs> right? Really. Go big or go home. That's exactly it. I mean, she probably was wearing that t-shirt. <laughs> so she's, I'm at the very end. So I'm kid number 10 and she starts with kid number one. And she, it's a, I don't know, forever long explanation and coercing him into getting in the water and blah, blah, blah. So I'm watching by the time she gets to the third kid and the panic and the fear and the sweating, much like you look right now. <laughs> Um, had said, and it was very obvious that every kid was freaked. So mm-hmm. I got up from that spot and went over to p- person four, that she's working person three, the fourth person and said, look, the last three people, they didn't drown, right? They have this. This is actually not a big thing. 
this is so not a big thing. I bet you could probably swim laps around her. Now, we don't want to show her up and make her seem like this is actually some kind of lesson that we all can't grasp. But here's the thing. You have, this is nothing. Then <clears throat> I went back to my little spot. She'd call person four and I'd run around while she's with person four. And I did that all the way down the line right? It just was an obvious thing to do that you, all you need in this world is to believe in yourself. If you had the capacity to believe you have this game licked. She got to me and she goes, okay, so Michelle, obviously you're a world-class swimmer. You, you act like you're training Olympians here uh, on how to swim. So I know that uh, I don't want to waste your time, but okay, you know, go ahead and go. And I looked at her and I can remember like it was five minutes ago thinking, this lady is crazy. <laughs> can't swim. can't swim underwater. What are you, nuts? And I looked at her perplexed and I just shook my head. I said, oh no, no, but thank you. And she goes, wait, what? Um, no, I, I know you know how to do this. Quite obviously you've helped everybody else, but it's your turn. And again, I thought this is the craziest thing I've ever gone through. And I said, um, no, thank you. I heard you. Uh, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm actually not going. Uh, you know, go ahead, like move on to the next thing. And so now she comes up close to me and she goes, look, I'm sure that your parents are in the stands there, which my mother was. And she said, I don't know what's going on here, but you know, you still have to go, even though you know this. And I said, um, I'm not sure what you think, but <laughs> I'm here to help them. I'm not here to learn how to swim. Oh my gosh. And so she thought maybe that was a thing. Like maybe mm -hmm. I was somehow brought in to be her assistant coach and she just never got the memo <laughs> as a four-year-old. And so anyway, I can remember driving home. Like this is so vividly clear. My mom asking me about it. Wow, what happened? I saw you guys talking. Why didn't you swim? And I said, hey, no, we're good. We don't need to go back. The class is fine. Like I don't need to... <laughs> I don't need to go back there. And this has been my life of, this isn't about what I can do or what my thing is, my life all through school. Uh, and I have every single teacher's uh, conference report that says the same thing after the same thing that my poor mother was drug into, saying, oh, well, so obviously, for me to wind up in any kind of a coaching capacity is no different than when I was sitting there saying, look, I don't know right now Sonia, what you're sweating about. I don't know what the fear is. I don't know yeah. what this story is, but we're just going to do this because the truth is you have this, mm -hmm. right? You do. And so it, it's not an effort or it's not trying. And I do believe that every single person has some greatness, some gift, some something that they're hardwired for, that if we tap into that, it just is without effort. It just is how we show up. And the more I think that we can tap into that and give back in the best way that we know how, then the more fulfilling our life is. So whatever the hurdle or whatever the snafu or whatever the negative thing that may come your way, when you really are on your path and doing the best you can do, then all the rest of it is just kind of background noise that doesn't really matter. That was a I very like long-winded answer to your question. <laughs> but there you go. That is the truth. And I've never told that story on this podcast. So, And I love it. And I totally can picture that happening. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you handle it if someone doesn't want to take your advice? Like you believe in them so much and they just, they will not, or whenever you're trying to help them and they just think you're mean or they like become a hater. Like, what do you do with haters? What do you do with people that don't want to listen to you? Because you know, you're just trying to help them. How does that make you feel? So I learned a long time ago, um, that to give advice out to somebody that's not asking for it is a bad plan. 
Mm-hmm. And back when I was in the world of health and wellness, and that that really was my life for a good many years, was getting people who were very sick, four-stage cancer or MS, um, arthritis, whatever it may be, um, turning that around and getting them back to optimal health. I learned back when I had some kind of crazy mission that I was here to save the world. Um, no, that's not true because not mm-hmm. everybody yeah, wants to be saved. That's true. Not yes. everybody wants that information. So my thing is, if you know me, if you've been around me for any period of time, you know what I do, you know what I stand for. And if you're in my periphery and struggling or letting me know you're struggling, in my opinion, that's your way of saying, hey, you know, what should I do here? That's good for a once pass of, hey, well, why don't you blah, blah, blah. But I don't seek those people out. Right? I'm not trolling online, trying to find people and saying, hey, I just found you online and here's what I think you should do to change your nutrition because it looks like you're 800 pounds and that can't be very good. I'm not that person. Those people are out there, right? but that's not what I'm doing. So in my world, I live in my world and I do also believe in the philosophy that when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And so oh, oddly, I like that too. That people, better be in your book. People. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure you're going to make sure that it is. So, which I appreciate. So, that's a good thing. But it is the truth. And so, I know that when we cross certain people's paths, there's always a reason. And I don't take For it sure. lightly and I don't let it go. But if, if there's something that I'm saying and someone is just really not ready, that's okay. Because here's the deal I'm not walking your journey. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're about. And if at some point in time, maybe it's 10 years down the road, you come back, which has happened plenty of times. Hey, remember back in that day when you said X, Y, Z? Well, turns out I actually started acting on that and it really has mattered. I'm not here to say I told you so. It's just, hey, back then wasn't your right time. And mm-hmm. that's okay. I'm not here to judge you to say this is what you should do according to my plan and my timeline. That's absolutely crazy which like I said, is why I don't go seeking people out to dole out advice. It is really quite the flip of anybody that is around me saying, hey, Michelle, so what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? If you're asking my opinion, I think you actually want it. So you're going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) And you get it. (laughs) And you get it. (laughs) Because I care. And because you matter. Because you're kind, not nice. You're kind. (laughs) I'm kind because you matter to me. And I'm not going to tell you something to help you stay stuck. And because I believe in you and I believe that you can handle a strong message because you actually want your life to be maybe better than what it is in this moment. And I have done, an, uh, I've done a fair amount of schooling and education. Uh, Cole, your husband, when we, we spent an entire day together talking about my background and what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. And there was a point in time about halfway through where he said, wait, are you are you telling me the truth here with all of this? Like, did you seriously for 10 years spend one year of study for 10 years in each of these disciplines? And I said, yeah, and it wasn't to do necessarily that thing. It was so that those specific 10 things would be in my toolbox. So when I was talking to somebody, I would have some kind of framework, whether it's guided meditation or whether it's homeopathy or whether it's feng shui or some kind of energy medicine that I would be able to pull on the background of what I have to say, have you considered this? So I'm not also doling out advice because it's just, you know, I, I read a, a decent book somewhere along the way and that's what I'm doling out. I take Take this work also incredibly seriously and have spent um, probably 15 years at least devoted education to this part of my life. So it does. It matter. What matters well, to me is helping education you. Education matters for sure. You got to have your credentials to be able to help people. You know, you can't just come out of nowhere 
just trying to save somebody, you got you to gotta have the background for it. Have something backward. Otherwise, what do we have? Uh, you know, a bunch of opinions. And I'm not exactly. going to follow up that quote that we all have one of, because <laughs> I know you just may. But yes. So anyway, and I do that certainly not, I'm, I'm by no stretch trying to impress you or anybody else listening. What I'm trying to impress upon you is take advice from people who have spent their time and done their homework and done their research on on the things that to you may matter. So if you're like, here's the truth. If you're looking for financial advice in 100, well, this is 100, in 99 episodes, I can promise you this. You're not going to find one on financial advice. That's not my game. I wish money mattered more to me, but it just quite frankly doesn't. So I'm not in any kind of a space to be doling out what people should be doing with finances. So if somebody were to come to me, I, I literally would laugh at them with that. I would never give somebody financial advice. But in a space on your life and life balance and finding your purpose and taking action and making it happen, and and the tagline to this podcast is inspiring um, people to make a difference. It's that. It's spending your life making a difference in somebody else's life is truly the meaning of fulfillment. And I know that's why I'm here. So if I can help somebody who has the ability to create massive change, then all I did was flick the first domino and I just get to stand back and watch the other 5,000 fall and know that I played a minor part in it. And all of us have that capacity, right? Yeah, but, you but did full it to circle, me. Well, <laughs> uh, you gave me some well, balls now. There you go. <laughs> there, well, and here it is. So now you can no longer say, I would never do that because in fact you have. Exactly. And it wasn't that bad, right? Oh, it, no, it's still terrible. I still am going to puke. And I'm so worried that you can hear like heavy breathing through the mic <laughs> and my big gulps. But and now that's on there because you said you're not going to edit it. This not one word. It's well, I am not going to edit one word because it's exactly perfect as it is. And once we all realize that in whatever our level of zany is, the other side of that is it makes us so relatable because every I can promise you probably a lot of people out there are listening to you talking and uh, everything that you're saying because the the number one fear in the world really is public speaking, right? This The second- Terrifying. Right, <laughs> the second is the fear of dying, right? So the standard joke is people would rather be dead than have to give the eulogy. So, mm -hmm. so once people get to listen to this conversation and say, wow, Sonia made it through that. And she actually was laughing and it I sounded like it was fun. Yet. <laughs> well, we're at 29 minutes. So guess what? You have like two minutes to go and we're done. So whatever you want to wrap up in the last two minutes, because we're done. You made it. You have made it. So, oh my gosh. But I have like more questions I needed to ask you. Hang on. Wait, everybody. Is she asking for more time? This is no, the no, no. woman who can, didn't want to do this. We can turn off the mic and then we can discuss the rest of the questions. <laughs> See how it goes? What did I say? This is going to fly by and it's going to be fun. And we have already met the 30 minutes, which is my standard podcast. And see, we're there. It's because it's you. You make people feel comfortable. Is that why you picked me? Why did you pick me? Because this was miserable. You had to text me and email me and call me and, and pretty much show up at my door if I said no. So why? It wasn't an option. <laughs> because back to what you said in the beginning of this podcast, Everything is with intention. And here is, if this was a closing note, what I would love to leave people with. Whatever you're doing, whatever that next thing is, whatever you're doing, if it's the morning that you're listening to this, whatever you're doing this afternoon, it's if it's the afternoon, whatever you have coming up this evening, if you take a look at whatever your common actions are and say, hey, I know I have to do this, how could I show up, not just for the best in me, but for the best in somebody else? What would that be? So let's say you're driving home 
And could you just walk through the door or could you walk through the door with flowers? What could you do to make that thing that you do every day or that thing that you're getting ready to do just that much better? And so for me, yeah, I have a lot of people I could call on to have said, hey, I need to do 100 podcasts. I need yes, someone I to interview know. me. <laughs> not an issue. But that's, that's not the best. That's not the best. And it's not the most memorable. And for my 100th podcast, which if you listen to 99, you know how much this podcast means to me, then I want to have it have significance to me, if, even if it doesn't to anyone else. And for me, that is what symbolizes the, the culmination of my life, which is when you can bring somebody into their own light and into their own greatness and to say, see, whatever this thing is that you're fearful of or that you feel like you can't do, in fact, you're far better than what you think you are. And all I have to do is step out of the way and let you shine and, you know, find a bar stool and drink and just watch you go because it's, it's just easy. And that truly is my greatest joy. So selfishly, this is it. It's just for me to be able to sit back on my 100th episode, have a glass of champagne and go, look, look at you doing your thing and having a conversation. And it truly is. If I were to say, how would I want to celebrate it? It is this moment right here. Exactly. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> like I'm serious. It's true, but it's true. Like this means You're, the world to me. Oh my gosh. So yes, this is once again, saving people and showing them what they can do. And I just think you're the cutest person ever. Well, right back at you. So, um, you know, the only trade-off is if you hear rumblings down in the basement, don't come and look. (laughs) You're going to find about 800 empty bottles of who knows what, because I've been there for the last year. So, um, yes. So, my dear, this has been a far better podcast than what I ever had even remotely planned for. So... That With makes that. me happy. And I and I know you're not lying because it's Michelle. So I don't <laughs> I'm lie. I'm like so excited that it actually lie. turned out to be because this is supposed to be about you. <laughs> and of course you would make it about helping somebody. And for that I love you. Um, and since this is over and I do hear crying uh, <laughs> on that note. Back to the back to the real world out there. <laughs> back to the real world of being a mommy. And so yes, Miss Sonia had her honestly. It truly has been my greatest pleasure, and I can't imagine, because the universe never fails us, a more important, a more symbolic, and a more meaningful podcast for my 100th episode than sharing it with you. So thank you, truly. Thank you. Um, I, I, I don't do well with, like, sweet comments, and it makes me sweat more, so I'm going to go take a shower now. <laughs> And on that note, everybody for listening, you can find all the notes, as you know, on Inner North Star, which is on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. You can find both Sonia Hatter and I. Go look her up. You can find both of us, both of us on Snapchat there. We were uh, snapping on this uh, before we started, and we will continue doing so. So thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Game Changer Podcast. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.